I, I, I knew a girl from Argentina. I worked with her. Beautiful girl. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Very Spanish first name. Very German last name. I'm like, I know what your granddaddy did. The Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 282. In this show, we have the biggest worst held secret in Atlanta, Kemp tweeting the X, the Argentinian nutcase, pay me or else, is another President Obama in our future. History is anti-Semitic now. Oops, she did it again. Is it uh, murder hornet season again already? A boot from the bench. The FBI picks its victims carefully. And did CNN actually do its job? For once. I'm Dave Roberts. (laughs) With me is my part of this endeavor, uh, Representative Emeritus, who is on location coming to us. He's coming to us from a hotel room that he kicked the family out of, Ken Pollock. (laughs) Hey, Dave. Yeah, coming to you from Belmont, North Carolina. We are up here uh, dropping Luke off, my son, for college. So I think we've been here a couple hours for him, and he's already ready for us to go home. Yeah, you're cramping his style, man. Uh, I totally cramping his style. Like, he walked in the room and he said, "Okay, I've got what I need. You guys can go home." <laughs> I got what I need. Uh, so no, basically, yeah, basically I've got your, my your credit card, card, my cell yeah. phone, and my car. I'm good. Yeah, I'm sure you have them on a meal plan. Yeah, I said, you know, there's no reason to use my Amex card since you're on a meal plan and have all-you-can-eat meals all week. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens there. I may just turn it off for a little while. I mean, I thought that's what graduation nearby? presents were for. What'd you say? Yeah, really. Is there an airport nearby or do you have to drive every time? Actually, you know, Charlotte, it's about four and a half hours from where we live, but the Charlotte airport is close by, but... I mean, by the time you get the Atlanta Hartsville and have to do that mess, I think I'd rather just drive. Yeah, four hours is not bad. Nah, not at all. When I was in and out of Bragg, I, I flew either in and out of Fayetteville or in and out of uh, Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's but expensive to fly from Atlanta to Charlotte. It's weird. You can fly almost to the West Coast for the same amount. You can fly a thirty-minute flight from Atlanta to Charlotte. I don't know how they come up load. with the fares. Cost load. Yeah, it's all business travelers too, I think, going back and forth. Yeah, it's probably empty yep. Tuesday through Thursday. Yep. They still have to operate the flight, so it's cost load. And you're probably flying a uh, uh, Boeing 717, something like that, a little regional. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. So they, they only seat 50 people. <laughs> so we have Trump and others, which sounds, sounds like a like a variety show. Uh, indicted in Atlanta. I know. This was kind of the news that hit last week. Uh, how how many 18 people were indicted by the attorney general or by the district attorney, Fonnie Willis? Did you see the cast of characters that were indicted along with uh, President yeah, Trump? Yeah, she's, she's using the M60 uh, machine gun theory. Yes. Is I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to lay enough ammo out here and it's going to hit something. And everybody was doing sort of different things as part of 
I mean, this is a cast of characters. Some of them were what they call quote unquote fake electors, which were people that were Republican electors that have to somehow the Democrat electors didn't get to go to DC. The fake electors are going their place. You've got former lawyers for Trump, at least three former lawyers for Trump got indicted. You've got the former GOP party chair, David Schaefer, uh, Kathy Latham, who was the GOP chairman down in Coffee County. You've got a state senator in this. And I didn't even know who Sean Steele was. He was a state senator from up in Cobb County. It's his first term in the, in the Georgia Senate, but he was actually indicted for being a fake elector also. So big group yeah, of people. And look, I'm not going to speak to anybody's financial situation, but I know that 17 of the 18 don't have the resources to fight this stuff. No, not at all. And, and it gets very hairy if if Trump stands up and says, I'll pay for your legal, legal defense team. Just keep your mouth shut. You know, I think the Georgia GOP is paying for a lot of it, supposedly. That's been something that's been sort of debated among the GOP state committee over the last year is how much money is being spent at, you know, standing up and with the lawyers with these indictments and the court costs that are going on. So I assume the state GOP chair is going to pay for or state GOP party is going to pay for a lot of this. I don't know if I want my donations going to pay for all these trials, but uh, you know what I was hearing too, Dave, this week is they don't know if this is going to be one trial with 18 or each separate defendant is going to try to split off and have their own trial. And then a big thing that came out this week or last week was, are there more people that are going to be indicted as part of this process? So I don't think we've seen the end of the indictments coming down from Fonnie Willis. Well, with with 18 people charged however many times, just reading the the the, the jury's uh, verdict when it comes back will take four hours. Oh, yeah. No, they, they're – and first of all, Fannie doesn't want them tried together. If she wants to start putting fractures in between them to, to start, separ- start separating she them. She wants them split so up. She, yeah. She, once she splits them up and they, if they – the judge gives an order not to talk to don't talk to any of your co-defendants. That's it. Yep. So all these all these people that got uh, indicted this week have until Friday, August twenty fifth, to turn themselves in. The first GOP debate is in August twenty third, which is two days after the podcast dropped. It sounds like Trump may come up to Atlanta on the 23rd and sort of upstage the GOP debate because he's not in it at this point because he won't sign the the pledge to support whoever the Republican potential Republican nominee is. So it sounds like he may come willing up into Atlanta on the 23rd, right before the debate. And it sounds like they're going to have mugshots that come out of this. I know Trump hasn't have a mugshot yet, but I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't know. <clears throat> that's going to be largely up to the sheriff. Mm-hmm. I think the sheriff said there's going to be no special treatment for any of these indicted. So he, planned on uh, fingerprinting and mugshotting all of the indicters or the people that got the indictments. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, is there, is there anybody alive today that they walked up to Trump wouldn't know who the hell he is? I know. Exactly. Exactly. What now, one of the things, and we talked about this, it's come out of, it's come out of this whole indictment is Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones was also had a big part of the 2020 election and what transpired after. If you remember, 
uh, Fonnie Willis had a fundraiser for Burt Jones's opponent last year for lieutenant governor. And then the judge McBurney up in uh, Fulton County said Fonnie Willis couldn't go after Burt Jones. Uh, and I think she probably would have indicted Burt Jones if all, if she would have been able to. But now a special prosecutor has been appointed to go after and look into Burt Jones's role into what happened in 2020 and the election. So I wouldn't be surprised if our sitting lieutenant governor was also indicted at some point over the next year. Good Lord. <laughs> what, a me- what, what a mess they're making. Yeah, it's a huge Look, mess. And we're, we're not seeing money changing hands. We're not, we're not seeing corruption. Especially in the, in the Georgia stuff. The Georgia stuff is, is so loose and, uh, and trying to tie Rico in. First of all, Anybody who's ever seen Trump knows that he believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. They do. I, I, the, the people who are denying the election, they are not lying. Just like people say they're, they're abducted by aliens. They're not lying. <laughs> not at all. So if you were to hook Trump up to a polygraph right now, he'd pass with flying colors. Yep. Yeah, I think they're going to have a hard time with the RICO charges. And, you know, I don't think they can show... For instance, Kathy Latham was a GOP chair in, in Chatham County. GOP came down. She let them in to inspect the balance. I don't know what her role in this has got to do with the potential or with the quote-unquote fake electors in Atlanta. Like, Kathy was doing what she thought was right in Chatham County. The fake electors were doing a whole nother thing at the Georgia Capitol. So how do you tie, how do you try all them together in a RICO case? I I'm really having a hard time seeing how you tie that together. And even for, and look, yeah. I, I think it will split up. And I think uh, she's going to try one through 17 first and see who she can flip. Yep. Then go after Trump. Now she, look, she, she picked a trial date sometime ridiculously early. Yeah, it's like March, March 3rd. So yeah. So she's got a trial date. She set a tri- trial date of March 3rd, 2024. The presidential primary is, a week or two later on a Tuesday. So she's basically set the trial for a couple weeks before the presidential primary next year. What I, what I was reading is there's also another RICO case that's moving through Atlanta or Fulton County. That case has been ongoing for almost a year now. They still haven't seated a jury. These RICO cases are very, very complicated. There's no way this, this case is going to trial on March 3rd. Uh, but that's when she's, uh, that's what her current plan is. No, it's not. She couldn't get she couldn't get somebody uh, uh, on a shoplifting charge tried that quickly in Fulton County. No, no, not at all. I mean, with with uh, I, I, and I know that office has been trying to clear backlogged cases. Yep. But they 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 weren't doing any work during COVID. No, no. So every, every, everything was backlogged. And by the way, there was no when these charges came out. I know Atlanta they barricaded the. The, uh, the buildings downtown, I haven't heard of any protest uh, that occurred as part of this. I think, I, I don't know if you did, but I don't think anybody drove up to Atlanta and protested Trump's indictment. I don't think they'll go up there next week when he comes into town to get fingerprinted or uh, have his photo made. I think that was a big ado about nothing. It just allowed her to say, Again, the MAGA Republicans are going to protest, you know, do all this crazy stuff, January 6th type stuff. It didn't happen. Right. 
because most of those mega Republicans have jobs. <laughs> I commented that on Facebook and people went crazy, but, but it's a hundred percent true. Uh, most people live out in the country, especially Trump supporters are more, you know, it's like he doesn't have a lot of supporters in downtown Atlanta. Who wants to drive into downtown Atlanta and protest an indictment? Right. So that, that definitely didn't happen. Now, yeah, go ahead. State, State Senator Colton Moore. <laughs> you read my mind. Yes, yeah, so Colton Moore was actually a, a member of that Georgia House a couple years ago in 19 and 20. He then ran for State Senate, lost. At, then he ran again last year and won. So he's a newly freshman state senator from the Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. So he's Marjorie Taylor Greene's his Congress lady. He's up in the northwest corner of Georgia. He actually called for a special session this week. So he called for Governor Kemp to have a special session to investigate Fonnie Willis and potentially withhold any state funds that are going to her office. First of all, that's not his purview. That belongs to the House. If the House, he, did he forget that he ran for Senate? <laughs> uh Here's the deal with with calling a special session. Uh, we're past middle of August. So eight and a half months out of the year are gone. In January, all those reps have to stop campaigning and stop raising money. Yeah, nobody support, nobody's going to support a special session at this you're, point. You're talking four months of 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 being on a campaign before you shut it down. Oh, yeah. Football and, season's and, starting. And, I mean, there's there's too many things going on for for them to call a special yeah, session. And, yeah, and then you're going to shut you're going to shut everybody down at their own job, their own life. Uh and, and again, two two weeks out, 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 of, out of those 4 months are holiday weeks. Nobody in government does anything. You got Thanksgiving week and you got week of Christmas. Look, I think you, you're not going to have session over those. Yeah, it's not happening. I mean, this was obviously uh, I hate to say it's a publicity stunt, but it, it was a publicity stunt by Senator Moore. Like, I think his point was, and I didn't see it, Dave. I, I, when Trump was indicted, I've seen very few state elected Republican leaders in Georgia come out and back President Trump or even say anything about this case. I don't. Well, Kemp decided to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Kemp did decide to talk about it, right? Not sure he should have. But he, he went on on the Twits or X or whatever the hell you know, <laughs> the it. X now, right? Yeah, so Donald Trump put this whole tweet out about again. This I mean it's it's the problem with President Trump running for running this year is he's it's all hindsight, right? We continue to litigate twenty twenty. But Donald Trump put another statement out about how the election was rigged and he was gonna put out a report that showed how it was rigged and, and that press conference was supposed to occur couple of days for his podcast, his lawyers advised him rightly so not to have that press conference since he's been indicted now. But Governor Kemp came out and said, 2020 election is not stolen. We've had no evidence of fraud, which I don't think is true that we've had no evidence of fraud. I think we've had plenty evidence of fraud, people voting in counties where they shouldn't, voting out of state. So I, I don't agree with him there, but uh, he basically came out and came over to top of Trump and said, we need to move on. I'm not sure Governor Kemp needed to come out and issue that statement at this point in time. Uh, no. I, I, no, the fact is, he can't even issue a pardon. No. If convicted, he can he can begin the process. 
but he doesn't, he doesn't have, uh, he, he, he doesn't take petitions for pardon and do anything with them. No. Uh, the, that, that function of the executive branch has been, has been handed off to a non-elected board. Look, I think this was a frustrated tweet by Governor Kemp. And what I saw all last week before the indictment came down or right after the indictment came down is people were saying, Governor Kemp, you need to remove Fonnie Wills from office. Well, he does not have that power. So everybody kept saying, remove him, remove him, or remove Fonnie Wills from office. Governor Kemp does not have that power. So I hope none of our listeners think the governor can just remove a district attorney for no reason for office. So he doesn't have that. And then people kept saying, Duly well, Governor Kemp. elected state officer. Yep. And then, and then secondly, Governor Kemp, people kept saying, well, Governor Kemp can pardon President Trump. He does not have that power either. So to me, this whole thing came down to people were all over Governor Kemp all week. And I honestly think he, this was a frustrated tweet. He basically said that election wasn't stolen. We need to move on and get away from President Trump. And then people reacted so neg- negatively to that tweet. And look, I think I think we've got this way. This is why Trump won in 2016. People are so sick of elected people uh, doing what they do, right? And I think... Look, I think this has hurt Governor Kemp's future in Georgia politics. He may be able to recover from this, but people are going to remember the way he threw President Trump under the bus in 2022 or 2023 when he wants to run for Senate in two years. And what this is going to do— if Trump wins. Look, this is opening the door for Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeted this week. She said, she said, I may run for Senate in 2026. Look, I think if you stack Marjorie Taylor Greene up right now in Georgia politics in a primary against Governor Kemp for Senate, I think she's got a good chance to beat him because she's going to point back to this moment in time and say he did not stand up for President Trump. And she's going to say, I did. And I I think she's got a chance. I don't don't know that it resonates. I don't know if it resonates. Uh, Maybe it does in two years. Maybe it does. Maybe it does enough to get to win the win the primary again, and then her eyeballs are start uh, swirling in different directions when the ca- TV cameras come on, and she's <laughs> going to shoot herself in the foot. Yeah, I just look. Look, I, Kemp's a known quantity. He we is. Exactly, but, I mean, every, look, every time he, yeah, every time he he puts the, he he puts those loafers on and ties his tie, you know what you're getting out of him. But you know how Georgia Republican primary voters are right now. They are a wild bunch, and I'm one of them. They are a wild bunch of voters at the moment. They they don't like the establishment. They think the GOP party is not for them, the establishment party, right? That's why they like Trump. That's why they liked Herschel Walker. They're not voting with, I mean, I don't know how they're voting, right? I don't know how they're making decisions right now. But if you put a Marjorie Taylor Greene up against a Brian Kemp in two years, I think she's got a chance, or I think somebody else that is a Trump-backed candidate has a great chance of knocking off a Governor Kemp if he wants to run for Senate. And two weeks ago, I thought he could just catwalk to that nomination. I don't think so anymore. Well, not if not if the opponent's name is Candace Taylor. <laughs> well, Candace has got no chance. But you no, know, but it, look, that's the sad thing here is when you see Governor Kemp not standing up and and just. Look, he don't have to defend President Trump, but you don't have to do what he did this week. But people have to take sides. They're having to take sides with people like Candace Taylor instead of Governor Kemp. 
And I think that's the challenge and the problem I've got with it is I didn't like what Governor Kemp said, but I sure as hell think Candace Taylor's, you know, she couldn't be any crazier out there saying the most outlandish statements. But that's where the GOP party is at the moment. You've either got the Governor Kemp wing, the Chris Carr wing of the party, or you've got this other wing, the President Trump, the Candace Taylor, Marjorie Taylor Greene wing of the party. And the majority is on the, the Marjorie Taylor Greene side of the party in Georgia right now. I think, anyway, I think that's how people in my in my area feel. And I think that's how most you know, rural conservative Republican voters are leaning. Yeah, but you have to get the soccer moms. You do in a general election. You don't in a primary. Hundred percent agree with not, you. Not, not as important. You have to. You have to land the soccer moms. Yes, hundred percent. I mean, and I don't. I, I mean, Ossoff uh, uh, running against uh, Margie. Man, I don't know. No, I think Ossoff I mean, wins that. I mean, I, I, yeah, I think Ossoff beats Marjorie Taylor Greene. You know, 53-47. I, I was about to say five points. Yeah, five points. I think, yeah, he wins by five, six points. Governor Kemp against Ossoff, I think Governor Kemp wins by five or six points. So I think there's a 10-point swing in there, and it's all that area north of the – I, I mean, mean, it's he, that 285 area, right, and north of 285. Yeah, he, he gives them the full Abrams. I, I, I think I think it's it's – Double digits are very close. Double digits. Yep, if I agree. Against, I totally agree. Runs up against Pajama Boy because just the just looking at the two of them, and for for those of us who who understand what what a country boy looks like, he's not faking it. Nope. But you know, you, yeah, you, I, no, I think Governor Kemp wipes him clean. I really do. I don't even think it's a contest. Um, you know, I told you earlier, but, I, I I struggle with Josh McCune as the new GOP chairman after David Schaefer left. Josh has got the hardest job in politics at the moment because he's trying to win back favor from Governor Kemp. Governor Kemp, I mean, I think most people know, is not a fan of the Georgia GOP organization. Uh, Josh came in. He's trying to win favor back at the Capitol. He's trying to get back into good graces of the governor. And now he's got this firestorm of trying to get back in with the governor, but also support the base, which is full Marjorie Taylor Greene, President Trump, Candace Taylor. I don't know how Josh navigates the next year, uh, but he has got an extremely hard job. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know how Margie gives up her nice, comfortable seat where she doesn't have to spend any money. That is true. <clears throat> gives up a, a very comfortable seat to go run for Senate, which at at best is going to be a series of coin flips. Yep. You have to, you have to, you have to win the nomination. That's gonna be a coin flip. Yeah, she can stay in her seat for the next twenty years if she wants to. Like, nobody's right. beating her yeah. in that area. All, all to uh, just to, to be in office for six years at a time instead of two. Yep. I don't. I uh, look. I mean, stranger things have happened. She could be. She could be Speaker of the House in in ten, fifteen years. But you know, Colt Moore's in her district too. And going back to Colton for a minute, he built up a lot of Republican creds this week. Uh, so you let Marjorie Taylor step out and run for Senate. Colton steps directly into that congressional seat. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I it's all about name recognition I, in that in the day. I mean, Colton got Colton got a ton of free press this week. That was on Breitbart. Yeah, name, it was all over the news. Yeah, it's, it's name recognition going both ways. 
Because you can't, again, you can't ask anybody around the world who Donald Trump is and they don't know who he is. And they all have a very, very, most people have a very strong opinion. (laughs) Right, right. Very strong. You know, I I don't either way. Um, I preferred him over his last two two opponents. I wasn't happy with what he did on on firearms or or, or quite a few things he did. Firearms, spending, uh, COVID and keeping Fauci around. Yeah, I mean, there's... Yep. People have very selective memory on Fauci. He gave him an award when he left office. So this is not like him and Fauci went uh, at each other. Fauci was in control. Also, the Trump stimulus checks office. came with his damn names on. Yes, uh, the Trump checks. So, so yeah, people people forget with Biden economics. Yep. No, no, this is big government economics, and it was the COVID problem was started under Trump because he was trying to buy the election. Yep, exactly. So a uh, an an archero capitalist, an archo and an capitalist, an archo capitalist wins in Argentina, but he's MAGA and ultra right wing. Yeah, that that's my headline. So down in Argentina, they had their primary elections uh, last week, and this guy is a full hardcore libertarian that won. Now, the media instantly painted this guy as a MAGA Republican and ultra-right wing. I don't think any libertarians out there uh, call themselves MAGA or ultra-right wing. Libertarians are not far-right creatures. They're, they're totally different. But So this guy's totally shaking the power balance up down there. He came in first place. He's projected to win in the uh, general elections in a couple months. This guy wants to replace the peso down there with the dollar. He wants to get rid of the central bank. He said climate change is a lie. He said sex education is a ploy to destroy the family. Uh, Gun ownership is severely restricted in Argentina. He proposes the deregulation of legal market for weapons. So this guy is basically like protect your family. You can have all the guns you want. Get rid of the central bank. So you see where this is going back towards the libertarian sort of manifesto here where libertarians want to get rid of central bank, you know, free for all on guns. It is really shaking sort of the South American political climate up, but it just tickled me how anybody that's not left now is MAGA and ultra white right wing. And this guy's a total libertarian. Well, he's a nutcase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, took, I mean, it's took he, everybody by surprise. He, I mean, he, he is a, uh, he's, He's different. He said that he said you should be able to sell your organs, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. They belong to you. Do what you want with them. Yep. And then they asked if it was okay to, to sell babies. And he gave a, a intellectual answer, something to the effect of uh, uh, theoretically no, and maybe in two hundred years we can talk about that. But essentially, his answer was we're not we can't sell children into the sex safe uh, into the into the child sex uh, slave uh, business, but. Is there anything wrong with uh, a, a two prospective parents taking care of the bills for a young lady who gets knocked up and they're, they're willing to take the kid? No. But he, does, he doesn't help it. I mean, he, he sleeps with four or five dogs. Uh, his sister's his campaign manager. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he goes up and just loses his stuff behind, behind a lectern. I know. It's crazy. Uh, uh, I mean, we've got to... Especially... Especially when you have to examine the history of Argentina and the 20th century. Yep. When you see him giving speeches like that, you know, 
I, I, I knew a girl from Argentina. I worked with her. Beautiful girl. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Very Spanish first name. Very German last name. I'm like, I know what your granddaddy did. <laughs> but it was it was supposed to be a, a stop for, for, for Nazis. And that's going to be the next thing that, that, that these folks grab onto. The, the, there's several articles that, that we go through that are hard to read because they're so slanted one way or the other. Right. Uh, it's not, not as hard to read as transgender when they start talking about them, them, and them, and I have to somehow know the difference, whether it's singular, plural. Yeah, or, I'm getting totally confused nowadays with all that. But, you know, a lot of what he says is, I'm right with, abolish all gun laws. Mm-hmm. Uh, get, get rid of the central bank. Fine with me. <laughs> yeah, the, but I don't think, audit, I don't think anybody would characterize those positions as MAGA positions. I mean, that's not what Trump did. Uh, no, what he got, what he did is he told the treasury to turn on the spigot. Yes, Trump's MAGA king. So let's don't. Yeah, it, it's just everybody that's not left is is MAGA, right? Uh, MAGA has destroyed the climate. That's what the newest thing was that I keep seeing people say. Uh, yeah, it's just this MAGA stuff is outrageous. Obviously, it was a cute enough slogan to get him elected once. Yep. Kaga didn't go as well. Keep America great again. Or Kagan would be keep America great now. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> no, man, the, 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 the populist movement, I think is, 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 is moving around the globe. I say. These leaders are start, are starting to see, uh, it started with. It's dangerous man, though. It is. Was it was it Chile that that elected an elected an actor? Yep. I mean, look that, at Ukraine. Yeah, uh, yeah. We got we got we've got a comedian and actor in Ukraine. Yep. We've got uh, our our most recent former president was a was a uh, real estate person and a reality TV star. That's what it is. It's uh, not right or left. It's just a populist uh, campaign strategy. Now it's. It's it's, and it's void of any there's, ideology. There's no ideology to Trump, right? It's uh, no, it's, but it's the, but it's the reason we're not a democracy. We're we're a republic. Is they knew you couldn't hand everything over to the mob, right? Exactly. And 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 that's and that's what you get. You know, if if you, if you want to go complete uh, complete uh, anarchist, fine. Get ready to live in Somalia. But it's why I'll be fine. Yeah, that's why. What's his name? Governor down in Florida, DeSantis. It's why he can't make any headway. If you just look at what he's done in Florida with even how he came out of COVID, how he's handling the economy down there, how he's fighting back against what you think most Republicans would like for him to fight back against. This guy looks like the ideal candidate on paper, but he's not that populist type candidate. I mean, the guy was, well, he's in the Navy, graduated from uh, I think one of the academies, Yale or Yale or no Yale or Harvard. Yeah, Yale. Or, so I mean, on paper, this guy is like incredible politician, pushing back on people. He pushes back against the media, but he just cannot beat a populist candidate at the moment. Had he <clears throat> had he bent the knee <clears throat> to Trump, uh, he'd he'd be he'd be in line for Senate in in a, in a few years. I know. When his term's actually up, I think his term runs concurrent with uh, with our with uh, Kemp, doesn't yep, it? Yep, he got elected at the same time. So, 
you'd assume that there's going to be a senatorial election either that year or two years after, but but why burn up all your all your capital? Yes, man? I agree. I don't know how you. Yeah, totally agree. So speaking of burning through capital, Michael Orr <laughs> is suing his parents, and this is the guy from the Blind Side. Yeah, if everybody remembers, this is a movie back in 2009 that starred Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. This is a crazy story. It came out of nowhere last week. So this Michael Orr, he's 37 now, Dave. Uh, done with football, yeah. retired. Sounds like. He, he, so he sues his parents, claiming that they never adopted him, and all they were had is a conserva- conservatorship. And they basically made a lot of money off him and didn't pay him what he deserved. Right. So it's a couple things with it. The movie is fiction. Mm-hmm. The book is probably fiction also. Michael Orr was not a good student because of his background. Right. But Michael Orr is not dumb. Uh, Everybody who I know that's that's ever interacted with 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 him has has said you know what what a nice guy he is what what good work he does that uh, he spent time in the in in the uh, meeting room studying that he he worked hard at his craft. And he caught. I, I actually was listening to NFL films one day when he when he was still playing for the Ravens, and he's being taunted from from the defenders, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. But come on, blindside! Come on, blindside! <laughs> but he didn't like being uh, uh, being portrayed that way. Um, to the Tui's credit, is they gave him a place to stay, and if he wanted to go to Ole Miss, they had to put him in a conservatorship. Yep. And you know, and and the character played by Kathy Bates was actually a real person. They hired a a tutor to come in and help him to get to to get his grades up to the minimum that could be. When I say minimum, it's not minimum to get into to, to uh, Ole Miss if it was you, me, or anybody else. It's the minimum to get in as an athlete. Yep, which is not a lot. By what two point oh GPA or something? Yeah, something like that. I mean, it's. And once you get there, the the team has full time tutors for you, and you know you may spend four years getting a degree in in, in basket weaving, right? But, but that's the business of of, of big time yeah, college, college football. football. Uh, people forget who who you know, a lot of people who know college football know that it was it was Hugh Freeze that was his uh, high school coach. And Hugh exited with uh, uh, coaching. He may be back around, back around, but in some disgrace too. I can't remember if he's the one that wrecked the motorcycle with the co-ed or what he did. Um, yeah. but the two were said said they they were advised that it would be much tougher to do it to a an adoption for someone over eighteen. Yeah, exactly. But on on Michael's side, the. A conservatorship is meant for somebody who is incapable of taking care of his own affairs. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll get to one, another one here in a minute, but it's somebody who is either so out of, out of their mind, whacked, somebody who's infirm. Uh, you know, God forbid, whenever the day comes, you may have to do it for your parents. Is put them in a conservatorship because you know they can't they can't function anymore. Right. And then they need, they need someone to look out for them, make sure you know their nurses aren't stealing from their checkbooks and stuff. Yep. But it was never meant to take somebody and put put them into uh, into uh, uh, into financial slavery. That you know, well, we split everything. Well, no, 
maybe the movie, but but not but not what he made in the NFL. Yep. No, what I thought was interesting about this, reading about the movie, the movie made three hundred million dollars worldwide back in two thousand nine. The family only got paid five hundred thousand dollars. So each family member, there were five of them, they each split uh, the proceeds a hundred thousand dollars a piece. That's what they actually got out of the movie. Now. I'm sure they got more as, as time went on and Michael went into the NFL, but they did not make a lot of money from the movie. And look, they, the, the two he's had plenty of money. Yep. Um, maybe the house is a little overdone in the movie, but he owned several, several franchises of, of, of fast food. Uh, he did sell those, I think for 15 or 16 million at one mm-hmm. point, uh, uh, and one of the one of the stories that I read. Now that I'm an expert on on, on the oars and the twoies, but the tw- the Twitter trolls or the ex trolls <laughs> decided to go after Sandra Bullock. Yeah, and they did. Last week, she lost her partner of of I think ten years, and uh, he went through a, a very painful painful disease. He had Lou Gehrig's disease, as as I recall. I'm not reading it right the second, but ALS. Which is not a fun, not a fun way to check out. Yep. So, but they got people blowing up her Twitter saying that she should get back her Oscar. I'm like, she didn't write the book; she read the lines. I know that's all she did. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I think timing's weird on this. It sounds like Michael Warren might have some financial issues going on he at also, this point he in also his has life. A book. He also has a book that just dropped last week. Yep. So I think he, this is another. Trying to get back in the limelight and doing something that's going to get his name out there and publicized. I don't know who to believe. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think. I think they. Uh, they like we're talking about. Put, you give Trump a, a lie detector. I bet you if you put a lie detector on on both parties, they both say they're right. <laughs> no doubt. And that their version, you know, that it's the whole thing. There's three versions of of, of every statement: mine, yours, and the mm-hmm. truth. So that's it. that was that another big story that dominated last week was was the uh, a big story talking about Michael Orr, yeah. So uh Michelle Obama for twenty twenty four, huh? Yeah, I'm hearing this name floated out a lot. I I think there's a lot of people that Biden's got thirty five percent approval rating out there. He continues to stumble every time he gets in front of a crowd. He can't read a teleprompter. He tells the creepiest stories. Uh, we'll talk about this later, but CNN is fact-checking him now. Look, there's a lot of people looking for someone else. They're looking at Gavin Newsom. Michelle Obama's name's been floated out there. I'm telling you, if Joe didn't yeah, step, if Joe was not the nominee next year, I think Michelle Obama would cruise into the White House. You know, nobody's saying the word Mella. Saying who? Mella, Camella. <laughs> Um, no, nobody. They're, they're, they're trying to get her off the ticket as we speak. No, I don't think anybody likes the, the VP at the moment. Now, do I think you, you could install uh, 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 Mo Michelle Obama as, as vice president and push and push uh, over him over the top? Probably. Because mm-hmm. then it would at least give the, the, the impression to, to the Democratic voters that should should Joe have to step down and and yeah, there's some nice people, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean it's. I think they've got him held together with duct tape and bailing wire at this point. 
Yeah, I don't think Kamala. Uh, I don't think Kamala makes the ticket next year. I think she doesn't. She doesn't add anything to no, it. No, I think I she's got a hard time making a ticket. Yeah, I heard Feinstein was trying to hand her her seat. Look, everybody knows that Biden more likely does not make it another five or six years in office. So everybody's going to be looking at the VP even more during this next election. And I, you, you know, you typically think VPs are not that important during an election. I think the VP here up under Biden is going to be extremely important because everybody, I mean, it's just like, who's going to be the next president and it's the next president for, two, for potentially two more terms after that. You got two 80 year old nonsensical guys who are going to yell at each other on, on a debate stage twice. <laughs> I don't think we're having um, debates. Yeah. I think you're optimistic Michael, there. I'm not a Michelle Obama fan at all. I think she was in that relationship. She was the real radical. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she's a big time uh, radical. I don't. I don't. I don't think Barry O was. Uh, I think Barry O was was in, was interested in going to school and, and hanging out with girls and and stuff like that. And he had sort of he had sort of the Bill Clinton Bill Clinton thing going on. Yep. Yeah. That he was extremely uh, well spoken, except when he's off script. Um, attractive, young. And honestly, everything that their first ladies are not. Look, I think Michelle's got, Michelle Obama's probably got bones to pick too. I see her coming in. I doubt it. I, I would imagine she's got some grudges out there. I think she would be quite the force to be reckoned with if she was president. I just. Oh man, you, you put her together with Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I just. And let, let, let Michelle Obama uh, uh, do a commercial with a wrecking ball going through a MAGA hat. Yeah, I think it would be really, really ugly if Michelle Obama was president. I think, oh, for, for, for anybody with any sense, yeah, mm-hmm. it'd, it'd, get, it'd get very ugly. Yep. And you have to believe the top of that ticket in 24 will pull the bottom of the ticket. Oh, yeah, no nationwide. doubt. Nationwide. No doubt. You know, we don't we don't have any big state races up. You know, the the only reason you're voting in November, next November, is for president and and your local people. Yep. That's not necessarily nationwide, obviously, because a lot of states will have uh, senatorial elections. But we just yeah. But in Georgia, that's it. That's what's on the ticket. So whoever's at the top of that ticket needs to be energizing. Yep, and that's why this, hey, that's why and a lot if, of state reps around Georgia are really concerned. Republicans, especially if Trump's at the top of the ticket, because they're worried that people are going to vote Democrat down ticket. And there's a lot of concern if President Trump is the Republican nominee in Georgia well, next year for the state house. Well, you have the you have the senators and the state reps in Margie's uh, Margie Green's area. They don't have to worry. No, they but don't. They can but they lose the yeah, house. Scott Hilton's of the world that live up in Peachtree Corners won fifty one forty eight last time or fifty one forty nine last time. You put Trump at the top of the ticket. It's a lot different running with Trump than running up under uh, Governor Kemp. Right, <clears throat> right. Most people don't dislike Kemp. Right. There are a lot of things people dislike about what he's done, what he said, whatever. Most people who meet Brian Kemp don't dislike him. He's a hell of a nice guy. Right. Short, but a nice guy. So, Brad Cooper is an anti-Semite. I know. A little entertainment update here, because I know that's where everybody goes for entertainment updates to the Dave and Ken show. This was a crazy story. So, Bradley Cooper is playing this new film called The Maestro, which is about uh, the New York Philomontric 
or the music director of the New York Philharmonic. And Bradley Cooper is not Jewish, but he actually put on a prosthetic nose as part of his transformation into the main character. And people are going crazy now saying that is anti-Semitism because Bradley Cooper put a fake nose on to more accurately reflect the character that he was playing. People calling it sickening. Look, George C. Scott had to put a prosthetic nose on to play Patton. Mm-hmm. I mean, Patton was 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 uh, was neither Jewish and, and uh, probably single handedly uh, saved more Jewish people from extinction uh, uh, with his with his advance during the Battle of the Bulge and everything else than any other Allied general. Yep. No, we're having a but lot. We're having a lot of this, and look, both sides. I mean, you got the right and the left fussing about this. We've got the Snow White movie coming out next year, where they did away with the dwarfs because they said they didn't want to look down on dwarfs. I guess Snow White's uh, not a uh, not a white skin. You know, you know, the original Snow White was dark hair, very very pale skin. Snow White next year is Hispanic. You've got people calling out the Little Mermaid because of who the Little Mermaid. Look, just produce good movies. I don't know why people get so tangled up about who's portraying who. Now I do think it's well. I, I do have a problem when you have Gal Gadot playing the ugly queen. <laughs> and look, I think Snow White is portrayed a certain way in the books, and probably should be portrayed the same way in the movie. Uh, but yeah, this is going on on both sides right now. The right and left are going crazy with how movies are being portrayed. It's it's the culture war and right wingers are never going to win it. No, we we lost it back in the fifties and sixties with McCarthy and we haven't gotten it back since. But you did see, you know, I saw last week where Target put out their earnings. So you have Bud Light earnings went down to tubes and Bud Light's effectively gone now. When all the swimsuits, you know, like the little boy swimsuits with tucking came around in June. Uh, Target usually makes one or two percent a quarter. They lost six percent in the second quarter of 2023. So I'm not saying that the culture war, you know, conservatives can't win the culture war, but they're really putting a dent in some of these big names out there that are doing, they're trying to, you know, get into this culture battle and pick and choose who they want to do business what, with. What, but what they don't understand is the the folks on the right, I'm, I'm not talking about MAGA folks, I'm talking about people who are who are fiscally conservative. We want Target to survive. We want Bud Light to survive. We don't want people out of work because 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 the brewery got put out of work for doing something stupid. Right. What you want is for them to come out and say, you know what, that was. Stupid. Yeah, that's all you want. Take take t- take your licks and. That's move all on. Bud Light had to do in the first place. That's all they had to do. And and look when when the owner of Goya came out, you know the 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 Hispanic uh, bean. Mm-hmm. Wonderful story. This guy, guy, I believe he came to the United States uh, to and started working and started Goya and now employs thousands of people. Right. But the left tried to tried to protest him. It did not work. <laughs> so there's also a certain realization of who spends money on what yep. in this country. If you're talking about IPAs and uh, you it, even under Anheuser Busch. You know they have IPAs that they own. You also IPA. You show you show a guy with with a douche knot on top of his head wearing tie dye pants. Yep. 
But if you want to sell Bud Light, you show a girl in skinny jeans and and, uh, uh, and a mechanical bull in the background because that's what you do to sell the damn brand. <laughs> Doesn't mean there's not room for both things. You can be you can be a company that makes beer for you know douchebags that that have uh, uh, that have ponytails in their heads and guys that that go to the PBR bar down at the, at, at the Brave Stadium. Yep. You can do both things. Just be respectful of, of both customer customer yep, bases. Exactly. But that's uh, it's just amazing to me, and and I don't think Brad Cooper's any any huge right winger. No, I, mean, I don't. Think, I don't I, I've never heard anything bad about. No, him. No, he's but just I mean, trying to play a part in a movie. He's just getting caught up in the storm. So yeah, second person who's, who's getting getting beat up on for just acting in a movie. Yep. So Britney Spears is doing it again. <laughs> Yeah, so she is, uh, I know we need to move quick, but she's divorcing for the third time now. I know that is a shocker to everyone listening, but uh, I don't even know how to get the guy. is Sam Ashgari. This is her third marriage. They just uh, called it quits this week. This is after marrying her childhood friend, Jason Alexander, and being married to Kevin Federline, if y'all remember him, for about three years. So she is done with her third marriage now and moving on to number four. Brits, call me. <laughs> you know she's nuts. Yeah, yeah, certifiable. And you know she's fun. <laughs> I guess hand in hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, for a weekend, <laughs> great. For the rest of your life, oh, hell yeah, no. Yeah, some single guy's going to have a lot of fun here shortly. I, 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 uh, I think you need to go with... So- there are there are some single guys that are about to have more fun. All right, speaking of getting stung, we have hornets that are invading Georgia. These are the murder hornets or uh, long yellow legged hornet. Yeah, so these hornets are terrible. They uh, they're an invasive yellow leg uh, hornet species, and they've been seen by Savannah this week. Uh, what's so bad about these is these these hornets prey on honeybees and other pollinators. So if they really get going, they can just wipe out uh, honeybees, which we really need in Georgia. I mean, big ag state, uh, uh, plants everywhere growing, blooming. So we need our honeybees, but uh, hopefully they can get these yellow leg hornets out of here. But this has been the first time one's actually been detected in the United States. So this is a big story that came out this well, week. What? Why doesn't Van Johnson just put up a city ordinance saying no? He probably uh, should. Uh, and that's, te- I mean, that's 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 how he thinks drugs and and street racing and guns. Yeah, work. we haven't talked about the mayor of Savannah lately, but I'm surprised he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the GeorgiaVirtue.com. Well, I think I, th- I think you're kind of mixing your animals on this one. On the the mule of the week, it's Chick Fil A for putting pickled jalapenos, honey, and pimento cheese on a chicken sandwich. Oh, why are they messing up a chicken sandwich? Look, I love some pickled jalapenos <laughs> and I love some pimento cheese, but I don't know how that's going to taste on a Chick Fil A oh, sandwich. Uh, uh, p- uh, pickled ha- jalapenos on a uh, on deviled eggs. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's one of the best things about get, getting over getting over to Thanksgiving early is being able to go through two dozen. Oh, those things are so good. Pickled eggs. 
Yeah, look, I think I'll probably have one of these sandwiches when it comes out. Chick-fil-A this week put out there, I guess, some new items on their fall menu, maybe. Uh, I just thought this one was pretty entertaining, that they're going to start putting pimento cheese on a chicken sandwich. Uh, now, look, I love some pimento cheese, Dave. Uh, and I love some Chick-fil-A. I go there probably way too many times I need to every week. But this is a strange combination to put on a chicken sandwich. Something that you just do incredibly well every single day. Parenthetically speaking, you know who Michael Harris II is, center fielder for the Braves. Mm-hmm. He gets to New York, and I guess uh, Jeff Francoeur, who's, who now is one of the broadcasters, he, he was a Braves player in the early 2000s, bumps into Michael coming back into the into the hotel, and he's got Chick-fil-A in his bag. He's like, man, you just had Chick-fil-A on, on, the, on the flight over here. He said, well, that Chick-fil-A was cold. I was on the airplane. I wanted hot Chick-fil-A. <laughs> And, and, and then what, the, what, the, what the broadcasters were saying was, you just landed in New York. You're you're a young guy, virtually unlimited money, and where you decide to go to go to, go to dinner, Chick Fil A. I mean, that's, you could tell he's from Georgia. Yep. So no more uh, uh, Christian on the Georgia Appeals Court. I know. So. Uh... The Canada Supreme Court did an unprecedented thing this week, uh, or last week. They actually removed a state appeals court judge in Georgia. This is Christian Coomer. Christian was actually a former legislator. I remember the first uh, donation I got after winning my primary election was a $500 check from Christian Coomer. At the time, he was the Georgia GOP whip in the House. So Chris Coomer, big time, you know, very powerful politician and Georgia state house member had been a member or had actually been a chairman of the transportation committee, which allocates transportation dollars around the state of Georgia. When Governor Kill was, when Governor Dill was going out of office, he appointed Christian Coomer to the uh, Georgia appeals court. So he had to step down from the house. This guy got kicked off the bench this week. And this is after like a three year investigation, uh, into some of his yeah, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't been on the bench since, what, 2019? Uh, yeah, 2018, he was whip. Uh, Governor Dill appointed him, and he started serving, it looks like, in 2019. Or late 2018, he took the bench. So he's been there five years. Look, these charges were nothing he did on the bench. All this stem, and that was part of the issue here, is the uh, originally the Georgia Supreme, Georgia Supreme Court said that he should not be punished as a judge for stuff he did when he was a state representative. And you may ask, what did he do as a state representative? This guy took out questionable loans. He wrote himself into wills, and he's a lawyer, so he wrote himself into a will as a beneficiary of one of his clients. He also took campaign funds and took his family to Hawaii one time. So a lot of really sleazy and shady stuff when he was actually a member of the Georgia House. But yeah, originally the Georgia Supreme Court said we're not going to punish this guy for stuff he did back before he became a pills court judge. Uh, well, they can get him for violation of oath of office because he he was in office when that yep. happened. Uh, I don't necessarily like sentence enhancers like that because judges and no, I don't like split those off into, into into separate charges. So, but it's a high likely likelihood that he's guilty. Mm-hmm. It is a high likelihood that he's going to get smacked with a felony, in which case he would be he he can't be on the the uh, the 
the appeals yep. court. I mean, he, he, can't, he can't sit on it. Uh, not to mention, he's probably going to lose his law license for at least five I years. I would think, yeah, I mean, I think that would be the next thing that comes out of this is losing your law license. I don't, seems like they, I mean, he's not an older guy, is he? I mean, he's no, young. I mean, uh, Judge Coomer, mid fifties, maybe low fifties. Yeah, he isn't. Yeah, but but yeah, you're talking about another thirty years that that he could have sat on the bench. Yeah, he's had he not had he not been a turd. Yeah, he's not an old guy at all. Yeah, when look when Dick and Dick Donovan in his seventies was was uh, was removed from from office and told he couldn't practice law. I mean, look, that's just that's just that was just Dick Donovan. It was it was time to retire. Yep. That's it. I mean, it's not he's, he's not he's not going to go work as a clerk in somebody's office. Till his till his five years mm-hmm. is up, this guy actually will have will have a time to actually make restitution if anybody ever hires him again. Yep. So the FBI pops a, a a disabled person that had been threatening Biden. I know this was a crazy story. So President Biden was actually going out to Colorado to deliver a speech last week, and this guy uh, had been making a lot of threats on Facebook against. President Biden, Attorney General Merrick Garland, and Vice President Kamala Harris, a lot of different attorneys, or a lot of different politicians. So this guy's been making threats. FBI shows up at his house one morning, and supposedly this guy pulls a gun out, and they take him out. Yeah, well, I got to tell you, if you're, if you're a four-year-old, a 40-year-old, eight feet tall, or double amputee. You pick. You point a gun at me. Bad things are going to yes. happen. Yes. You know that's. Yeah, and it also shows. Look for there's. You know how Facebook is now. There's a lot of uh, people saying things on Facebook that you've got to be very very careful about. Uh, they are monitoring these platforms. This guy was making all these threats on these platforms. But the guy was 77 years old and he was in a wheelchair. Do I think this guy could have made uh, good on any of the threats? No. But he was down. Uh, he was making threats that he couldn't back up. And the FBI came a knocking. And the guy pulled a gun on him and they took him out. Sad story. It sounded like the dude was a okay guy, had a family, had a daughter with grandchildren. He just got so far down that rabbit hole, couldn't come out of it. And it's cost him his life now. Yeah, well, you know, look, you can't, you can't have it. Mm-mm. You can't have people inciting violence against uh, 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 sitting no. leaders. You just can't. Nope. I mean, the FBI has an obligation to investigate every credible yep. lead. And a guy who's all over Facebook and all over YouTube waving a gun, saying, "I, uh, I, I I've got, you know, I've got something for Merrick Garland," or uh, I think he said something that. That President Biden's coming to town. I best get my ghillie suit yep. out, which of course is empty. Empty. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's the guy's uh, in a wheelchair. Em- empty. Yeah. Why, he's why, not getting any. Why is that bush? Why does that bush have wheels? No, I mean, I um, think a lot of people. You know, this story was making its making its rounds last week. I think a lot of people were saying that a lot of the same type things happened to President Trump when he was in office. Totally agree. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure those people were given this same type of treatment. I don't know if you remember Kathy Gifford held up a what Trump's head, like a decapitated head of President Trump. And I don't think what she was doing was threatening his was life. That, she was just was that Kathy yeah, Gifford? Uh, no, it was no, no, no. Who was that? It was a redhead. No, light. you're talking about Kat, no. 
Oh, uh, goodness. Uh, yeah, I you're talking about Griffin. Yes, Kathy like, Griffin. I was talking about Kathy Lee. No, Kathy Griffin I'm was like, doing that with that. I was, oh, Giffords. Giffords was, is her yep. last name. Frank's yeah, wife. Yeah, so I think yeah. a lot of people are just saying this, this looks like a double standard. Uh, you're not investigating when you know Trump's in office and everybody's making all these threats against President Trump. But then you go raid this guy's house and he's making threats against President Biden. And it just goes again to this, has the president uh, basically, you know, is he controlling the Department of Justice and telling them what to do with all this stuff? Well, with with Kathy Griffin, you get into artistic expression. Right. Now, do I was it classy? No. Was it funny? No. <laughs> do comedians have have the right to make bad, uh, bad jokes? Right. Yes. So, all right. So CNN did some uh, fact checking on Biden. Oh goodness! How uh, did this happen? <laughs> this this is part of what it, what people are starting to call a uh, organized coup. I agree. That's why I included this story because okay. it it just goes to this: Are people starting to organize against President Biden, and are they looking for someone to step in? Yeah, he said he, uh, he was born in the hospital his father died in, uh, or his grandfather died in days earlier. No, it was a year later mm-hmm. in a different city. It wasn't like, uh, was it, you know, was it this hospital, this hospital, and they're across the street from each other? No, yep. no, no. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, he tell. I mean, Biden tells these stories all the time. He, you know, he says he, you know, he said his son died in uh, Iraq or Afghanistan. He didn't. He said he, you know, had his, uh, he said he basically, came back with his son's flag draped coffin from overseas. That never happened. He's, he just continually, you know, he continues to embellish stories. Well, Hillary was taking fire. Yeah, Hillary in, was taking in, fire. Uh, in Kosovo. Yep. Yeah. And it's, you know, the second it was, thing. It was either Bosnia or Kosovo. Yeah, and then the second thing they fact checked him on is he said, he said he reduced the federal debt by $1 trillion. He said $1 trillion, $700 billion. You know, and they fact check said no, he didn't didn't increase the debt, but he decreased the deficit. Which, when you spend ten billion or ten trillion dollars one year and have a deficit of five trillion, the next year you can reduce that by almost two trillion dollars just from the nature of not spending ten trillion dollars again. Yeah, but I th- I'm like you. I think this is more. It looks like organized effort to just to, to get president Biden out of office potentially or not out of office, but not get someone else to step in and run for president in 2024. Yeah. I, I think they're going to hand him a golden parachute. Mm-hmm. I do too. This, you know, this, this is, this is, this is your yep. out. Uh, what was, what was the other one? Oh, it was the million miles <laughs> yes. on Amtrak yes. that some guy just walked up to him and just grabbed by, by his cheeks. He goes, Hey, Joey, no, 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 that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, look, the vice president does, the vice president has a much smaller detail and has many fewer restraints on travel, on things that you can do. But no, no, some computer he saw everywhere didn't come up, grab him by the cheeks, and go, "Hey, Joey." <laughs> no, no, that didn't no, happen. No, not at all. And the Secret Service has said that no, that didn't no. happen. No, and and no, he didn't have a million miles of Amtrak going back and forth from Scranton <laughs> to D.C. No, he didn't. I mean, I I don't know how much he actually rode the train, but especially after becoming vice president, it's it's a even 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 as a sitting senator, the 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 risks start going up exponentially when you get into leadership. Yes, right. 
people know who yep. you are. And once you hit leadership, the Capitol Police have to account yep. for you. So you don't you don't just hop on hop on uh, uh, Amtrak and, and go go to work like you're some some slob who uh, who sweeps floors over at the Smithsonian or yep. something. So on that grouchy note. Do you have any closing thoughts? No, uh, we'll be, well, we'll be a family of three next week with one child at college. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that works out for us. And you've got the egg timer set to set to 24 months till the other <laughs> yes. one's out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you only have to dodge one set of ears for, for day Very night true. now. <laughs> hey, if, uh, if you like what you heard, if you don't like what you heard, share and like us on social medias. Uh, share us with your friends and f- inflict this horrible hour upon your best friends and le- leave us a review. So for Eric Cumbie, our editor, who turns us into something that you can listen to, for Ken Pullen, who is sitting in a hotel room trying to get this recorded before running to a, a freshman orientation for parents, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Very